Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's time for Next Gen Friday. We are so excited about the future of our fellowship that we highlight the 40 and under pastors of CFM. We hope you are inspired by the deep bench of pastors and leaders coming up around the world. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. If you have your Bibles tonight, good to be in church. We're in Luke chapter 17, verse 5. Luke chapter 17, verse 5. This summer I came to the church... um, on a random time of a random day. And I was, I usually try to come here on random times of random days when nobody's here to get some work done. Because when, um, when you're supposed to be here is when, you know, all events and all crazy and all stuff happens. And so um, it was a random day. I was expecting to get a little bit of work done. And a random lady knocked on, was like walking by the gate and sticking her face in the gate. And she was like, you know, waving at me. And she's like, you know, I, I just was driving by and I saw your school. And I just was, one, you know, interested in what's, you know, what's going on. And, um, and, you know, I showed her around the school, talked to her a little bit about it. And she put her kids in the school. And I thought, you know, this is a, you know, I, I thought about that a few times. Like, what were the chances of me happening to walk out of the side door? You know, because you can't hear anybody banging on the front door. What were the chances of her poking her head in the gate? And you realize that God, things happen in the ordinary times of life. When we're just living life the way we're just going to live life and trying to serve God the way we're going to try to serve God and doing our best, and all of a sudden, God intersects our life and we're like, oh my goodness, that was, was that just a miracle right there? Like God moments happen in the most ordinary times when we least expect it, and we're least prepared, but afterwards we are most grateful, right? And so I want to preach a message that I believe Jesus is t- touching on this idea. And it's, and it's a message that Jesus talks about. It's a, it's a text that always has kind of baffled me and, and I've struggled and wrestled with. And, you know, I, I believe that this is one of the meanings that Jesus had when he, when he gave us this message here. And I want to preach a message I've entitled, Duty Calls. So Luke chapter 17, verse 5. The Bible says the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. And then Jesus said, will any one of you who have a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he has come in from the field, come at once and recline at the table? Will he not rather say to him, prepare supper for me? Dress properly and serve me while I eat and drink, and afterward you will eat and drink. Does he thank the servant because he did what he was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. So I want to look at, first of all, just really quickly, because the disciples came to Jesus and they said, increase our faith. You know, that's one thing that I personally have always wanted is more faith. 
When you read the Bible and you read the Bible about the miracles, it says, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you could do this. And, you know, being a Christian and, you know, being around it, when you begin to read about miracles, you're like, man, I want to be involved in stuff like that. I would love to be able to walk across the ocean. I just thought about all my surfer. I was seeing all my surf buddies. If I just walked up and say, guys, Jesus, you could do what I'm doing right now. And just walked right up and while they're sitting on their surfboards, just walk up and just go, Jesus. They're like, what must I do to be saved? I just imagine that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Or I'm walking through and, you know, like multi, you know, feeding thousands of people, being able to do those miracles. Like, I want to raise the dead. If you've ever been in, in, the, in the tragedy of someone that is, you know, going through that loss of life and passing into eternity, I want to be that. I want to be able to raise the dead. And it's like, God, where's my faith? God, I want more faith. I want to be able to do this. It's not fair. Like, I want it. I read about it. You said it's possible. I want it in my life. And so here's these disciples, and they're like, I want more faith. I want to increase it. And Jesus said, he didn't say, well, you know, here's level one faith, level two faith, level seven faith. When you get to 25, you can move to the mountains. And then when you get to level 30, you can pull the tree up by the roots. He just said, you either have faith or you don't have faith. He said, if you had faith, you can say to the mountain, be removed. And he said, and you can pull the tree up. He doesn't say that there's a, a levels of faith. It's a faith or not issue. And the Bible says that faith is what moves God. Jesus always talks about faith. He says it's so important. Faith is something that is, it, it, it causes us to receive what the Bible says. You know, I don't have time to preach, you know, messages on faith, but big faith or is any faith. Faith is what moves God. Big faith is having faith at all. Big faith is when you believe in God to do what he says he's going to do. Faith is when you believe for what you can't see. Bible says that's what is the world was made by that, and that it pleases God when we have faith. And Jesus says, here's one way that we can understand what faith is. And then he tells this crazy story about these guys that work out in the fields, like hardcore plowing fields, shepherding work. And then they come in after a hard day's work. And the master says, change your clothes, clean up and serve me dinner. You guys, you guys can't, I don't know if that makes you mad. That makes me mad. It should be like, good job. Well, good job working hard all day long. Here's like this beautiful meal that I've laid out for you. Take off your shoes. Let me rub your feet a little bit. Take a bath. You know, here's the spa treatment. Well done. Hardworking, faithful servants. Enter into the couch and the rest and just, just put your feet up because you're going to be blessed for the rest of the night and enjoy life. When I get home from work and I eat dinner, and I'm done. You know, I'm like, like don't, it's, it's, it's like really hard for me to do anything. It's like I'm on the, I'm circling the drain and I'm on my way down. Like sleep is only a few minutes away. And it's like working hard. And the Bible says they come into the house and as their servants, the, the master says, you know, change your clothes, clean up and serve me food. And so I be, I'm praying about this. And I just want to say this for just a moment that this, this, what I'm about to get into isn't about doing more, you know, as far as like the more that we work, the more that we're closer to God and somehow it makes us better or more righteous because the Bible says we're all sinners. There's nothing we can do to attain, you know, righteousness. It's by the grace of God that we're saved. 
And so this isn't about how we are going to work more and then somehow, you know, become something special. But the Bible says that, first of all, that these, that these people, the disciples, Jesus is making this comparison. He says that we are servants. And servants that get to serve Jesus. You know, I know that you are really high-functioning, that you are one of the most elite people in society, and that if everybody could think like you and act like you, we would have, like, no problems. (laughs) I say that a little sarcastically. But in the kingdom of God, we are just blessed. We are so grateful. None of us are deserving the grace of God in our life. Nobody is righteous. There is nobody here that deserves by our own merits or our own good works the goodness that God has given to us. The Bible says we're all sinners, that we fall short or we come short of God's glory. But because God loves us, while we were still sinners, the Bible says Christ died for us. Before we ever loved him, he loved us. Before we even cared about him, that he loved us. And because of that grace, because of Jesus dying on the cross, while we were... You know, if we were to compare ourselves to anybody at the crucifixion, it would have been the people that were spitting on him and and the people that were hurling insults and criticizing him and mocking him. That's what the Bible says. We would have been the Pharisees or the Sadducees and saying, prove yourself, do this after God has done so much in our life. We would have been the ones that were ashamed to to stand by him. And and the, the Bible says the disciples all ran and they hid themselves. And if we were to compare ourselves, the Bible says that that we all fled, that we are all guilty. But the Bible tells us that God's grace brings us into his family and brings us into this relationship in God's goodness. And it is our duty to serve him. We get to serve him. You didn't have to come to church. If you had to come to church, Jesus hasn't come into your life. We get to come to church. Oh, my goodness. We get to be here. In the Old Testament, you and I being in here right now, we would all be dead. Do you guys know that? They put bells on the feet of anybody that had to go into the temple because if they had any sin, one sin in their life that was not dealt with, it would be, they would die, and the bells would stop dingling, and they'd pull them out by a rope. They had a rope attached to them and bells on their ankle. When they heard the bell stop, they're like, oh, man, what? <laughs> he didn't confess his sin. <laughs> Pull them out. (laughs) There goes another one. Another one bites the dust, you know. But we get to be here. We were bought with a price. And so we're servants. And because we get to be here, there's a connection that because we are serving God, that we serve a good master. We serve a good God that loves us. And there's a plan for our life. And Jesus makes this connection here. And and I want to look at this a little bit deeper. But there is a connection between faith that Jesus says and duty because The disciples would say, increase our faith. Help us to believe in you more. And Jesus says, let's talk about duty, being a servant and doing your duty. You know, one of the things that we tell our kids when they come to school, as a parent and probably the teachers too, they'll say, you know what, you're going to need this someday. The kids have to learn it. And they're like, I will never learn. When am I ever going to do algebra in real life? Somehow I've heard that question a million times. When am I ever going to use this in my real life? And like, when I grow up and I enter into life, you know, there are some things that I learned in school that I will never, that I've never used, but I still might use that someday, right? (laughs) 
That's faith. <laughs> I did my duty. I did my schoolwork. But faith, Jesus said, is activated when we do our duty. Faith is realized when we do our duty. You see, these guys, when they came in from the field and they put on their clothes, they began to, to, began to serve. They were doing the duty because they were believing that there is a master that is a good master, that he's a good God. And when we say, God, I'm going to do what you're telling us to do, despite all the stuff that's going on, I'm going to act because I trust that you have a plan in my life. It says, I'm going to do my duty because I know that you have something in store for me. And Jesus tells us in our text that the power of faith is experienced when duty is done. Okay, I'm going to get into this a little more. See, we have a problem that we connect faith with feelings. We have this temptation that we, we think that my faith is increased when I feel more confident. Like, man, I feel like I have a ton of faith. I'm going to go pray for somebody. That means I just feel confident. I'm going to go pray for somebody. It doesn't change God's power how good I feel. Like, God isn't, like, more pumped up. The more, you know, if I have good vibes... And he's not decreased if I have bad vibes. On my good day, God isn't more supernatural than on my bad day. God isn't less supernatural. You guys with me? Like, it doesn't really matter how I feel, how powerful God is. So if we connect, you know, we think an increase of faith, and we want that increase of, like, like zeal and potential and excitement, and we want to feel more confident. I want to feel more dominion. I want to, like, feel stronger, bigger, and powerful. Like, I want to go lift weights before I go do something for God. So I feel like I'm stronger, but in a way, that's like saying that I, like, it's my power. You, got, you guys hearing me? You guys connecting this here? What does faith feel like? Can you tell me? What does faith feel like? Does faith mean you're like really happy or does faith mean that you're really sad? Is faith when you're mourning or is faith when you're joyful? Faith, Jesus says, feels like doing your duty. When you do what you're supposed to do, that's what faith feels like. You guys hear me tonight? When we are doing what we're supposed to do, we are practicing, we are in, in a way, having faith. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. 
This is the best reason to subscribe, because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. You know, there's this account I read or a description of of D-Day. And you guys remember D-Day is when the Allied forces came back into Europe in World War II to, to stop the push of, you know, of Hitler and the Axis powers, and they're beginning to fight back. And, the, and history tells us that here we have all the allies, you know, the United States and Britain, and, and they're trying to get back into Europe to begin to defeat Hitler. So there's one day that they decided, and all these ships and all these soldiers arrived on the shores of France, and they're going to retake France uh, for France and take it away from Germany. But on D-Day, there were thousands and thousands and thousands of soldiers in different places. And on D-Day, there were some soldiers that just sat there and did nothing. There were some soldiers that sat there and, and watched guard and sat in their little booth and, you know, behind their shelter. And they, and they were watching and they, and they had their guns and they never fired a shot. In other places, they just sat there and just tried to stay awake because it was so boring. They saw planes, you know, in the distance, and they heard noises, and they played cards. Some guys, you know, they just listened to music and just chilled out and, you know, ate snacks all day. But in some places, thousands of men lost their lives and gave their lives for freedom. But for all those that weren't doing anything, they had to believe that something was happening. And that while they were sitting there, they were participating in like the greatest invasion that, the, that history's ever seen. The greatest like military push. And they weren't doing anything. They were just doing their duty. They're just sitting there. And the guys that were being like injured and, and watching their friends like give their lives and the suffering, they had to believe that there was some sort of progress or success that was taking place, even though they felt like there was complete defeat. And as I read this account and this description of D-Day, it like connected so much as that, So much of life is just trusting that God is working outside of how we feel. So much of life is believing that God is working when we just do our duty. You guys with me tonight? You know, faith is just doing your duty. You know, one one day I had a responsibility. I had to take a bunch of youth group kids to Samo High for a prayer meeting. I had to wake up early and drag them down there, and you've heard me talk about it. But just doing my duty that day connected me to the first time I saw my wife. Yeah, it's like, hallelujah. That was, that was like the best prayer meeting I ever went to. <laughs> and I shuddered to think that I didn't want to go. Faith didn't feel very good that day. It felt like, you know, I was, I was like, I was sacrificing. Like I was working all day. And I had to put on my clothes and serve dinner to the master at night. But doing my duty, man, that hooked me up. Faith is when it's on you. Faith is when you don't feel thanked. Faith is when you don't feel appreciated. When you do your duty and you don't feel like your sacrifices are acknowledged. Faith is when no one realizes how much you are doing. Because doing your duty, nobody knows how much you're doing. Nobody knows the great sacrifices and and what you've 
what you've given and how that wrestling match, faith is, is feeling like you're on the edge. But you do it anyway. And you don't, you say, I'm going to trust that God has a plan. Faith is when you feel like quitting and you're, you're just like fraction away, but I'm not going to quit. Faith is when you don't feel like praying for somebody, but you do your duty because that's what God's calling you to do. Faith is, in our text, is your duty when you're, when you're exhausted or when you're hungry, when you're working more than one job. These guys were working more than one job. When you're the only one working and everybody else is chilling out, enjoying dinner, doing your duty. And when duty calls, doing your duty, Jesus says, is faith. So they say, God, how can we have more faith? How can we increase our faith? He said, just have faith. But this is what faith is. I wonder, because we might not feel like things are going our way or feel like we see what we want to see, I wonder if we're not seeing the miracles, the mountains moved and the trees uprooted because somehow, somewhere, we stopped doing our duty. What's your duty? I can tell you what my duty is, but what has God called you to do? Duty for, the, for these servants, for these disciples, was multiple jobs and still serving the master. Working multiple jobs and still coming to church. Working multiple jobs and still coming to prayer. Working multiple jobs and still serving people that need to be served. And blessing people that need to be blessed. How can we see God do greater things in our life? Jesus said, just do your duty. What is your duty? What is my duty? Now remember, I'm not saying that the more that you work, it's not about work. But we have a duty that God, and Jesus says that faith is connected to our duty. Now, miracles happen when we simply do our duty. You know, there's an incredible thing here that happens is that when we do our duty, it no longer becomes duty because when I went to that prayer meeting, it became destiny for me. It became dreamy. It became like love and hearts and like, you know, it has like red, you know, airbrush on the sides of the postcard. It was no longer this sacrificial prayer meeting because as I looked through distance of time and history, I no longer remember how hard it was and how much of a sacrifice and how I complained and I tried to get out of it. And all I remember was like, I was so great because I made that decision to go down and I'm so glad I did. Because all of a sudden, duty leaves the picture, it becomes duty free. I just had to use that. It was like... (laughs) The boy who gave his lunch and fed the 5,000, it was the right thing to do. They're hungry and people are looking for food. He's like, okay, I have a lunch. Here's my lunch. But afterwards, he became legendary. This guy's in heaven, this kid. He's like, I'm the boy who gave my lunch that fed 5,000 people. He's going to walk around and he's going to be like the lunch man. You know, he's going to be the lunch boy. He's, he's like perennial. He's the lunch guy. How about David? And the Bible says that in the line of duty, fought beasts and lions and bears and killed them, you know, and wrestled them, the Bible says. And that was something that that same duty led him to fight Goliath, where he said, you know, somebody's got to fight Goliath. And we all know what happened to David. He became like the greatest king in Israel, set the people free, became a hero, wrote the, you know, a a big chunk of the Bible. But it started with him just doing the duty. And the Bible says he's a man of faith. And God describes him as a man, you know, that, that's after his heart that he loved David. A man of faith. Why? Because he just did what he was supposed to do. He did it and believed that God was working. You know, I remember coming to church on a Wednesday night when I was working five jobs. 
And I was still in school, trying to finish school. And that's where I somehow met a guy who connected me that opened a door for our first house. It was an absolute miracle. And, you know, it would have never happened. But just coming to church, doing your duty, just showing up. And I thought about the miracle. That house became one of my biggest blessings in my entire life. It was a duty that dragged me out to the valley to pray for a lady who was in a coma. And I didn't, I didn't really want to go. And I, you know, faith doesn't feel very good. I felt nervous. I felt like I didn't have the power. I didn't have my faith muscles like pumped up. I didn't feel very confident and drove all the way out to the valley to pray for a lady in a coma. And as I prayed for her, I remember feeling like I am not qualified. I do not have the power to do this. God, please wake her up from the coma. But I don't feel like it's going to happen. But duty just does it anyway. And as we were driving home from the hospital, the phone call rang, and she woke up out of the coma. Then I didn't feel that, but I felt really good after it happened. I didn't feel like that was going to happen, and it was wrestling with God, like, when is this going to happen? And God, I feel embarrassed right now. And God's like, I'm going to do a miracle. I remember it was, a, it was duty that brought us to a revival service where my son received a prophecy that encouraged him through a difficult trial of his faith. But it was duty that brought me there, and I didn't feel like going, but when you do what you're supposed to do, like the servant making the meal, even after a hard day's work, God ministered to one of the people that, you know, my heart burns for is my children. I was asking my wife, it was duty one day that she felt burdened to make a meal for somebody that God put on her heart. She didn't know why, but it was extra. It wasn't a meal for us. It was a meal for somebody else. Whenever my wife makes really good meals for other people, I get really jealous. Like, oh, man, <laughs> like, where's that going? It should not be leaving the house. But the meal tra- leaves the house, and she blesses somebody. But it was received at a perfect time and forever touched that family's life. She didn't know. She was just doing her duty. She was just doing what God told her to do. You know, it was, it was duty that forced me to drive through the East Coast with the high school team, but to drive for hours and hours and hours with Brother Lou. It was duty that made me have to drive him and drive him all around. But I got to hear his incredible testimony. It was like eight hours that I drove with Lou. But I never knew that Lou was going to pass into eternity, and that was one of the last chances that any of us would get to hang out with him. And I was so blessed, and I thought duty forced me to do something that I will always treasure. Duty. You're forced to. I remember years, or Kathy reminded me of a time we were fasting and praying for conference. You know, before conference, we have a time of prayer and fasting. And three months before we had sent our tax information to the accountant, and it got lost. And in my foolishness, we didn't make copies. So we didn't know what we were going to do and have to retrack all this stuff. But somehow during the fast, we got a phone call that the paperwork had all arrived. Three months later, all intact. We were just doing our duty praying and fasting, and somehow, in a strange coincidence, it was a miracle that was causing us to struggle. I could go on and on. The duty led me to go to Prescott Bible Conference because that's the right thing to do, and I, met, and I, I found my dream car that I had been praying for for years. <laughs> it cost only $5,000, but it was a 1972 Chevy Suburban. Beautiful. You guys remember that car? Faith that moves the mulberry tree. The mulberry tree was a tree that had deep roots. And think about this back in Bible times. 
They didn't have like stump grinders. They didn't have cranes and tractors to dig up the roots. They could cut down the tree, but they just kind of gave up. There was no way they're going to get the roots. In, in these mulberry trees, wherever the tree would, would hit, like a branch would hit, it would send down roots. So the trees would look, hang down low, the, the branches would hit, and it would send down roots. The branch would fall off, it would send, you know, crack, it would send down roots. And the Bible says that Jesus spoke, he said, if, if you have faith, you can even dig up the roots, things that you can't see, things that are buried so deep that nobody even knows where they go and where they are and what they're going to do. All you have to do is believe and believe that God can do it and just do what God tells you to do. Jesus says that duty connects faith that is able to go into the unseen and tap into a power that isn't even known to you and I. Let me ask you a question tonight. What are your duties? What are the duties that God has brought into your life? There are duties that you would say, you know, I know that God has called me to do this. I know this is my responsibility. This is something that God personally maybe corporately, that ministers to other people, duties that God has burdened you with. Remember, it's not something that makes us more righteous or unrighteous, but it's something that taps into faith. The Bible says that if you have, you're going to see the supernatural work in your life. The disciples say, we want to increase our faith. Jesus just says, have faith. Have faith when you do what I call you to do. You're going to see the supernatural. Faith isn't, I feel like incredible about this. The, you know, these guys, these workers were exhausted. They were tired. They were fatigued. They'd worked all day. They were serving. They were serving somebody that wasn't working. There's so many connections that we can relate to there. But what about us today? What is God calling us to do? Because that's where we're going to see God move. I wonder, my, my heart began to you know, I began to feel, I wonder if the miracles that we so desperately want are just waiting to be uncovered. And we just do what God calls us to do, to pray, to read a Bible, to pray for those, to be a light, just to walk down the street and tell people about Jesus, just to do our duty, just to smile, to love our neighbor, to do our duty, to serve even when we're exhausted, to bless others even when we don't really feel like it. I wonder what God is going to do when we do our duty. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes as we close. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless. God bless.